0: Over? Nothing is over until we decide it is. It's time for the Chicago
1: Blackhawks postgame show on the Blackhawks radio network. Here's Joe Brand. A very fun start, but a very rough finish. Connor Bedard and the Blackhawks helped the Blackhawks fans near 20,000 of them at the United Center tonight explode in the early going of this one. But it ends up going to the Vegas Golden Knights, the reigning Stanley Cup champions, and now the best team to start a season in NHL history after winning a Stanley Cup. But the Hawks give them a hard-fought 45 minutes before falling in their second straight game. I'm Joe Brand. This is the Blackhawks Post game Show. We're taking you up to 10.30 tonight, recapping this 5-3 loss to the Vegas Golden Knights. If you'd like to join us, 312-981-7200. You can call or you could text. But before we do that, let's head back on up and bring in Troy Murray, who was on the call with John Wideman tonight. A fun start, a fun game overall, Troy. The third period kind of got out of hand quickly when Vegas was able to take advantage of a Blackhawks mistake in the neutral zone to begin that third period, but you know, actually, John Hansen, one of the United Center MCs, along with Jenna Rose, they do a great job here at the United Center, came in and said, that, that game reminded me of last year. It was a hard-fought game. The Hawks skated real well with a really good team. They made it a game for the majority of it, but they just fell short. And Vegas, like Colorado, is a team that's going to take advantage of mistakes, and the Hawks just had a couple minor mistakes in the third period that the Golden Knights weren't going to let them skip by.
0: No, you know, you and you and I, Joe, talked about the fact that, uh, you know, the Blackhawks had to be real careful about what Vegas could do in the, in the third period. They're an experienced team. They know what they need to do. Um, and, and that first shift was a killer. You have to be focused on being smart on that first shift. You can't allow something like that to happen. And again... As I said to John, I, you know, I'd have to see the, how the play kind of developed and, and how it happened, but you can't have a, a two-on-one develop that quickly, 13 seconds in was the result of the, of the goal. You can't have that type of a breakdown, and I don't know who it was. Connor Bedard was coming back, uh, chasing that puck, so you know, maybe he realized that you know, that was his guy. He was the closest guy to the two-on-one. That was a killer because now all of a sudden... You're really chasing the game in the third period. You didn't generate a whole lot of quality opportunities in the third period. You squandered away some power play opportunities as well. Give Vegas credit. They're a good hockey team. They're tough to play against. Once they got the lead,
1: they just weren't going to give it up. Troy, you kind of hinted at it in our chat during the first intermission, but I, I wanted to get some more insight on what you thought about the Blackhawks' power play. They obviously had Conor Bedard's power play goal. Uh, It seemed like there was an improvement from the last couple of games that we've seen from the Hawks overall, but I wanted to pick your brain on how you thought the Hawks' power play was today.
0: Well, I thought that they forced some things through the middle of the ice that weren't there, Um, and in some ways, I think they looked at, uh, at getting the puck to Connor Bedard too many times when that wasn't the best option. Taylor Hall, I thought, a couple times on the other half boards just had a real nice bump play to Seth Jones. They're taking away Connor Bedard on the far side. the The top right-handed, the top right forward on the penalty kill, was drifting over to take Connor Bedard away from the equation. So now you've got a two on one from Hall to Seth Jones. You've got traffic in front of the net for Taylor Hall. He's trying to find something through the middle of the ice, which isn't really there because there's two defenders down low. Just move the puck to Seth Jones. He's got an open shooting lane. Doesn't need to one time it. He can, you know, he can get it quick release quick snapshot you've got pressure in front of the net and uh you know good things happen from there everything happened so quickly on that first power play face-off win missed assignment by vegas they they moved way too far out of position that left connor bedar in the middle to take that quick shot score place is going crazy uh, but overall there was some decent movement but i think they just tried to force a little bit through uh, the middle that really wasn't there
1: In the Blackhawks overall game, I mean, 24 shots on goal, but quickly doing some math, 15 different guys had at least one shot on goal. I feel like that's an important improvement for this team that was seeming to make way too many passes on the previous games. I know Colorado's defense is able to shut things down and just limit offense overall, but more guys getting more comfortable to shoot the puck is something that I feel like this Hawks team desperately needed. Do you you think that was a step in the right direction tonight?
0: You have to get pucks to the net, and it doesn't matter who you are. and, And I'd like to see the quality scoring chances throughout the game. I thought the Blackhawks shot some pucks that really didn't have a lot of chance. You throw the puck at the net, and good goaltenders are going to make the save. And the St. Louis Blues have always been criticized here in the last little while under head coach Craig Berube. And Craig Berube says, you know what, our our shot totals are low. But he says, I don't want players to shoot the puck at the net when there's nobody there. It doesn't make sense. It's going to be an easy save for the goaltender. So we hold on to the puck a little bit more and then look for those opportunities when there's traffic in front of the net. What I saw here tonight from the Blackhawks as far as their shots on goal, a lot of them weren't dangerous. If you have traffic in front of the net or you're looking to create traffic in front of the net... Get the pucks down into areas where the goaltender can't cover it up. Once you get it above the pad levels, everybody goes down on these butterfly-style positions now. Anything above the pads, they're going to absorb that in the middle of the chest, their gloves, whatever. Get the puck down low. Look it for those second opportunities. And if you're going to shoot the puck on net, you know, shoot it on net with a purpose that is going to give you the best chance. If you've got a clean scoring opportunity, you've got a clean look, yeah, you're trying to pick the corners. But if you're just throwing the puck at the net, you have to throw it on net with a purpose. You have to have guys there to begin with. Um, so you, you look at shots, and you know I don't know how many high danger chances came from you know the wealth of the 15 guys that you mentioned who had shots in this game. It's good that they're getting shots on net, but the, the shots on net have to have a purpose. Um, you know, even like you look at Connor uh, Murphy's shot that was shot towards the front of the net. You had a guy in front of the net, and you had Reese Johnson a little bit higher in the slot area there. It's a redirect with the body in front of the net. Goaltender can't react, hits the ice and goes up in the top corner. You know, have a purpose of when you're going to shoot that puck to the net.
1: How do you feel the young guys did uh, defensively with with the shake up that Luke Richardson had today? Uh, Alex Vlasic moving with Connor Murphy, Kevin Korczynski going with Seth Jones. How do you feel they adapted?
0: Well, again, I, I thought, Velasic was pretty good. He just uses his reach to his uh, his advantage here. And if you look at... i uh, am just take a quick look at the uh, box score here. Uh, Vlasic was plus two in this game. Um, you know, so he, he again, I, I think, kind of raised the bar above Korchinski. I, I thought Korchinski struggled a little bit in this game. He played 20 minutes. He ended up playing with Seth Jones, who those two guys were both minus two. Um, he's making adjustments. I thought Wyatt Kaiser... You know, i I like his game, I like what he does you know almost sixteen minutes of play um so i I think that if you you if I had to be critical about one of the guys in those three young guys that uh, are on the defensive side of it, I would say that Korczynskis struggled a little bit and again, he's only nineteen years of age. he's playing against a heavy team that knows how to win and It's it's a tough position to be in. This is a team that works hard down low, works in front of the net. Um, I I didn't think Connor Murphy had uh, his best game. A couple plays just kind of got away from him a little bit there, and and I know he was disappointed on the one goal by Mark Stone, and that was a big goal because it gave some separation. Uh, It just was a kind of a broken play and a wraparound that went through his leg, and Stone didn't get everything on it, but it trickled in, flipped up and went into the net. Uh, Connor Murphy... You could see that the way his body language was and the way that he, you know, looked, rolled his eyes a little bit, that he he could have played that better. You know, wasn't happy about that one going in. And that really gave Vegas that opportunity to to kind of be a little bit more comfortable protecting a two goal lead rather than a one goal lead. But again, the effort is there. The guys are working hard and they're learning. This is a tough league to play in. And, you know, for Korchensky, this is only his sixth game. I think he's done pretty good overall.
1: Yeah, and I mean, that's the thing. We're talking about how these rookies are doing against the defending Stanley Cup champs. And, and Listen,
0: the, they, they, you know, we, we we really seriously have to talk about the, the quality of the opposition that these guys have, how have about played it? against, and it's not going to get any easier for, for the next week. Um, and, and, and this is tough. You're playing against Colorado, who's got some of the best forwards. You've got uh, some of the best forwards' depth in the league with, with Vegas. These are good teams to play against, and for a young kid trying to figure out how to play the game, it's tough. It's really tough.
1: Yeah, and again, when a good team like the Hawks played today is able to expose the mistakes that the Hawks make, it's, it's going to be exaggerated even more, so um, there's really not much room for error for these younger guys, so it is just throwing them in the fire, but but like you said, still some improvements um, this was a fun game for the most part, Troy. It's just rough the way it ended because of how much positivity there was going on. And it's one game; we're moving on. But um, like you said, people came to see Connor Bedard. Connor Bedard scored immediately. I, I think you brought up a great point too—that it was nice to see him get that goal out of the way. His first shot and a, a quality shot. I mean, you're talking about um, seeing more quality shots. I mean, that—that's what you want to see from Connor Bedard. You want to see that finesse. You want to see that scoring touch and. Uh, he put that on display right away.
0: People here at the United Center came because of Connor Bedard, and it was, you know you're going to get a good crowd for the home opener regardless. But for Connor Bedard, the demand for this ticket was really, you know, was really extremely high, and he didn't disappoint. Minute and thirty into this game, he puts the puck in the back of the net after a quick power play opportunity, and man, this place just erupted. The the excitement, the energy for everybody that came here to see Connor Bedard not disappointed, and for Connor Bedard, as you just said what we were talking about a little earlier let's say he doesn't score in this game media gets a little bit you know anxious next game doesn't score now you go you know now you're going back into vegas tough and now you've gone you know three games in a row you're not scoring the pressure would would start to build up so for here at the united center home ice to score that quick goal get the monkey off your back you move on you move forward uh, you know, congratulations to Connor Bedard because that was a heck of a shot, heck of a play. Everybody was watching him, and he did not disappoint.
1: Troy, these days hardly ever feel like work, but it's these days especially that are even more fun. Thank you as always for the insight, and uh, actually tell John that we're still waiting for uh, anybody to point out that they remember Clayton Pahal uh, back in the nineteen seventies. <laughs> but but no one's no one's texted in or called in just yet.
0: Well, if they do, let me know. I, I'd, uh, okay. Uh, it's just it's such a ho- household name that I'm sure a lot of <laughs> hockey fans re- remember the five games that he played in the NHL.
1: I just I, <laughs> back in the '70s. Back in the '70s, <laughs> I just I love the. I, I know
0: I, you know I played you know quite a few years and I've been in the broadcasting. I've never heard that name before, <laughs> Clayton Paul. But 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 anybody who's out there, let let John know because. Uh, we hope there's one.
1: I, I'm sure there's at least one. I don't know if we'll find them, but I'm sure there's at least one. Oh, so. oh, 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 that Clayton Pahal. <laughs> oh, you're oh, we just got three more texts. No, <laughs> no we're having uh, having fun with it. it, it, it
0: well, he's, he's listening. He's sitting right here listening. So I don't have to tell him because he's laughing. <laughs>
1: Well, the the search will go on all year long and uh the the moment we get someone who uh who claims to remember Clayton Pahal, we'll make sure that John knows of it right away.
0: Yes. And I, <laughs> I he, he played for the Rockies, which Joel Quinville would have played on, but it was it was a year or two before I came into the league. But I did play in Denver and, and I still don't remember the
1: name <laughs> Well he played he played eleven games with Boston too, the the two years prior. Um Um yeah
0: well i got so no comment that, i got nothing
1: <laughs> <laughs> if that if that helps people's uh if if those 11 games it in boston
0: make the difference then <laughs> wow good yeah love to hear it
1: all right one one day we're we're hoping to figure it out all right troy great stuff as always <laughs> <laughs> One day, despite the outcome, and uh, we'll, we'll see you in a couple days, and we'll All talk right. to you on Tuesday. All right. Thanks, Joe. All right. Thanks, Troy. That is Troy Murray. He and John Weineman on the call tonight as the Hawks fall to the Vegas Golden Knights. Five to three. This is the Blackhawks game show. We're taking you up to 10.30. Uh, we'll take your calls. We'll take your texts. But we got to get to a break first. We got Mike in Oaklawn. We've got Murray and Will Met. Sounds like both of them want to talk about the defense. So stay on the line. And again, if you'd like to chime in, 312-981-7200. I do want to remind Blackhawks fans very quickly, if you're on your way home from the game right now, if you're at tonight's game, whether it was your first game, your 1,000th game, if you came to see just Connor Bedard, if you came to see the Vegas Golden Knights, whatever, The Blackhawks are offering you the opportunity to get a tangible ticket. Remember back in the day, not too long ago, just a couple years ago, when you used to have an actual paper ticket to get into the building? Those days are gone, but the Blackhawks are bringing it back for fans that want to have the tangible actual ticket. If you go to Blackhawks, I I take that back, NHL.com slash Blackhawks slash fans, slash classics so if you want to just google blackhawks classics you can figure out how to get an actual ticket stub from today's game but you had to be here you had to have a ticket a digital ticket for today's game really cool what they offer not just the tangible ticket we can get into that a little bit more but we got to get to a break we'll hear from mike in Oaklawn and murray and Wilmette when we come back blackhawks fall to the vegas golden knights five to three blackhawks post game show 720 wgn
0: The shoulder of Hill. It's a power play goal. One thirty into the contest. It's
1: one nothing Hawks. Welcome to Chicago, Connor Bedard. A fun start for the United Center. Ninety seconds in, Connor Bedard picks up his first goal at the UC on his first shot. And we mentioned earlier, we think that the last guy to do that, wore number nineteen and the C on his sweater, Jonathan Taves. Troy Murray already gave Connor Bedard, the player, of the game. But our player with the most heart is sponsored by Northwestern Medicine. Northwestern Medicine is home to the state's leading heart and vascular program, top-ranked for 16 straight years by U.S. News and World Report. We'll give it to Reese Johnson. Back in the lineup today, scored a goal and always a grinder for the Blackhawks. If you'd like to join us, 312-981-7200. Mike in Oak Lawn has been on hold for quite a while. Mike, how's it going? You want to bring up Seth Jones. How come?
2: Yeah, what's going on, Joe? Uh, Seth Jones has pulled off the biggest scam in the NHL, and it's the fact that he's making $8 million a year. Thirteen seconds into the third period, and there's a two-on-one, and Seth Jones has taken Lucy for a milkshake at the milkshake shack. I don't know where he was. I have no idea where he was, but he just wasn't there.
1: Nowhere to be seen. Well, Mike, you definitely had a lot of time to think about that one. Um, yeah, that, that goal to begin the third period was definitely one that let a lot of the air out of the balloon and uh, helped Vegas just kind of steal the momentum and, and run away with it. Um, I, I don't know if that's solely Seth Jones' fault on that goal. I understand where your frustration of him being out of position. Luke Richardson um, didn't directly previously call out a, a play by Seth Jones earlier this year, but but kind of referenced it. Um, it. It was a big goal in this game and a big turnaround in that third period. I, I don't know... I'm still not totally on board with the complete frustration with Seth Jones. He's not in charge of his contract. That was not even the current GM of the Blackhawks. That was the previous one. Seth Jones does still bring a lot to the table, but I understand where frustration can come when he's out of position and it ends up leading to a goal.
2: Yeah, I just, I don't know. He thinks he's one of these, you know, Kale McCarr. Quinn Hughes type of players and just tries to play so offensive and then just ends up, you know, having to have our right winger or forward have to get back for him. And
1: it's just then plays open up and they score. And it's just that can't be happening, you know. I I hear you there because I know that Seth Jones and even Luke Richardson put a lot of of emphasis on his offensive game. But I, I agree with the sentiment that if you're going to be a defenseman, if you're going to be an offensive defenseman, Put up on the defensive side before the offensive side. Mike, were you at the game today? I'm guessing you were.
2: Yeah, I was. That was my son Jake uh, um, helping me out here. It was a great game, Joe. Like to see Bradar light the lamp there, and some uh, good effort by a few guys out there today. Really hard. uh, Loved our three young D. They're going to be exciting.
1: I hear you. Hey, Mike, Jake, great call. Don't be strangers. All right, thanks for chiming in.
2: Thanks, Joe, and talk to you soon.
1: All righty. That is Mike in Oakland. Uh, Murray's in Wilmette. He's been hanging on hold for a while, too. Also wants to talk about the defense. Go ahead, Matt. Excuse me, Murray. Uh,
2: Yeah, uh, sort of piggybacking on the last caller there. Uh, I have been very – I've been happy with the job that guys like Korczynski and Blasic and even Kaiser have done back there. And I just think it's very fitting – that the two most burdensome defensemen on the blue line are acquisitions from the previous front office because that front office couldn't evaluate talent to save their life. And they have been a total detriment and they will continue to be a detriment until their contracts are up, especially Jones and Murphy are total crap back there.
1: Thanks. All right, Murray. Well, uh, some very heated words there. Um, Listen, I don't think it's that drastic. I understand if there's some frustration about a few of their plays today, but I, I really don't think it's it's that drastic or at least that much of a big pendulum swing. Uh, Kevin Korczynski didn't have a perfect game today. Neither did Wyatt Kaiser. And I'm not saying that they had bad games or that anything that they did was a direct result of a goal by the Vegas Golden Knights. But listen, if you're upset about the previous regime, okay. I, I, I got nothing to say for you there. In fact... I understand where you're coming from. That's all over with. That's all said and done. Um, Seth Jones and Connor Murphy aren't the reasons, aren't the only reasons the Hawks lost this game. There's a lot of factors. Um, If you want to point out specific situations that led to a or maybe even two Vegas goals, then okay. But Let's. You can't hide from the fact that Jones and Murphy are guy, are good guys to have in the dressing room. And if you want to say that that's me pulling out silver linings or polishing up something, it'd be. You, you can't make that argument when you talk about how great guys like Nick Foligno, Corey Perry, Taylor Hall are for the locker room. It's got to go both ways you got to look at a hockey player for what they do on the ice and what they do off the ice. And Connor Murphy and Seth Jones aren't only here because they're good leaders. They do a lot of good things. They, honestly, how about goal number two? I know it was Reese Johnson's goal, but it was a redirection. Murphy did a great job of keeping the puck in the zone, keeping it alive, and just throwing it on net. I mean, that that goal does not happen without Connor Murphy. Um, so, again, I, I, I don't think we need to... J- incredibly jumped to a detriment of uh, a rough loss tonight. Let's And let's remind ourselves, this was the Vegas Golden Knights. This is the reigning Stanley Cup champions. 6-0. and They're the first hockey team to ever do that after winning the Stanley Cup. Let's keep that in mind. This has been a, a real rough start for the Hawks, and uh, they're facing some real tough competition. And for the most part, it's been pretty impressive what they were able to do in the earlier stages. Uh, this is still going to be a year of the rebuild. It's not the first year of the rebuild, but there are still a lot of things and a lot of hurdles to jump for this young Blackhawks team. Uh, we'll take your calls. We'll take your text 312-981-7200. Hawks fall to the Vegas Golden Knights in the home opener, 5-3 to three from the United Center. You're listening to the Blackhawks Postgame Show 720 WGN.
2: Driving it around to Murphy.
0: Right point. Nice play to keep it in. He flips goal. He scores! And it might be Reese Johnson tipping this one off the ice. And in behind Aiden Hill. A great answer by the
2: Hawks. Only a minute later, they tied the score too.
1: Yes, CM Punk was at the United Center tonight. Uh, Reese Johnson with his first goal in just his second game. Again, he had the past couple of nights off. Back in the lineup tonight. Brings a good attitude. Brings his hard-nosed effort. And unfortunately, the Hawks only got one more goal after that. It was from Corey Perry as they fall to the Vegas Golden Knights five to three tonight from the United Center. I'm Joe Brand. This is the Blackhawks post-game show. We got ten more minutes with you as we recap this home opening loss. A real fun start tonight. Connor Bedard scores in his first ninety seconds, first ninety seconds of the game. That is on a power play, uh, just from the mid to high slot. Great wrister. Didn't think twice about it, just went ahead and shot the puck, and this place erupted. Um, The Blackhawks always do such a great job with the pregame ceremonies, and tonight was no exception. Uh, A fantastic job by everyone involved here at the UC. A great honoring of Rocky Wertz, uh, the late chairman of the Blackhawks, and the first regular season game since his passing, it got real loud, and I, I tweeted it out. I feel like that was a playoff-like anthem here at the United Center. If you were here tonight, definitely a fun night to be here, despite the rough ending of this one. And if you'd like to join us, 312-981-7200. We'll take your calls. We'll take your texts. Um, did see a text a little bit earlier that I, I wanted to pull up, but it kind of got buried a little bit lower. Uh, we did have some calls earlier critical of the Blackhawks' defense. Again, that goal by Reese Johnson that you just heard was started up on a great keep-in by Connor Murphy at the corner of the blue line. Great job of keeping the puck alive and just throwing it on net. Um, just bare minimum effort there to, to do what you need to do and keep the play alive. And again, I'm not ready to jump on guys like Seth Jones and Connor Murphy for a mistake that ends up being a little bit costly, and, and I think the Seth Jones uh, criticism at the beginning of the third period that gave Vegas a 3-2 lead, it sounds like Connor Bedard actually took blame for that. Um, Troy was mentioning it when we were talking to him in the post-game show that he might have taken blame because uh, he was diving out ready for it. We're actually going to hear from Connor Bedard right now. Let's hear if he uh, references that early. You know, whether
2: it was first career. First goal here. It's always nice to, you know, get that, and um, feels good to get it, get it quick. And it's big for our power play. I think to, to see one go in, and uh, but obviously now it's, you know, it doesn't feel as good. But in the moment, it was great. For sure. I know in Boston when you scored, you said it didn't feel right because it was in a loss. Can you separate that here? Just what like that? Can you capture that kind of moment in time and remember that in a positive way? Yeah, you can remember it for sure, but. Um, I think, I mean, you're kind of looking back on it, but obviously right now you're you focus on what we can do better to win, and, um, yeah, but obviously as a moment in your life, kind of looking back, you'll remember it. Did you feel that energy from puck drop with the fans? Yeah, it was electric in there, and, um, you know, it was really cool for me, and, um, you know, all, all the guys that, you know, you get energy from that, and, um, you know, I think for us to, to get one early and, and get them up like that was great, and um, they're awesome, so it was a lot of fun to play in front of what would you see on your goal? Uh, yeah, I was just alone in the slot. shot, um, tried, tried to hit a spot, and uh, fortunately I did. So, um, yeah, you don't really get that many opportunities like that. So, um, it was, you know, I just try to make the most of it. Were you surprised by how alone you were in the high slot there? Uh, game's so fast, you're not thinking about it like that. But it's rare um, to get that. But just kind of how the play worked out with the battle down low. and um, Yeah.
1: How about the
0: rest of your game tonight? Sorry? How about the rest of your game
2: tonight? Um, I thought it was pretty good. I mean, obviously that third goal was, was definitely my fault and um, can't start a period like that. So um, that's something i got to be better in, and, and I know that and everyone everyone knows that. So, um, you know, I thought we had we had our looks and it was a pretty even game overall, but uh, it's inches like that and, you know, i got to take responsibility for that. you just got to be, you know, deeper in the zone on
1: that one and just be backtracking more. Yeah, just have my guy um, yeah, you talked about uh, a little bit later. It sounds like Connor Bedard was asked about all the attention, all the media that he's been dealing with at the beginning of the year. Um, he went ahead to say, "Ever since before camp, it's been crazy, but it's not something." that i take negative at all i'm really a great i'm really grateful to be in the position i am there's very few people that get that opportunity get to be as look as lucky i'm looking at it like that i'm living out a dream and i feel very fortunate for that but it's crazy and busy i'm human too i can get a little tired but it's been good and i'm just enjoying it honestly not quite sure what else you'd like to hear from an 18 year old that's received all this pressure all this attention for what he's able to do out on the ice and so far he's performed to that level. We're going to take one more break. We'll wrap up this Blackhawks post game show after a 5-3 loss to the Vegas Golden Knights. You're listening to 720 WGN. Blackhawks fall to the Vegas Golden Knights, 5-3 in the home opener here from the United Center. We got one last stop. Real quickly, Terry is in Nashville, wants to talk about Badar. Go ahead, Terry.
2: Hey, Terry. Or, I'm sorry.
1: That's uh, you. Hey, Joe. It's, uh,
2: yeah, that's me. A long night. I just got a quick question for you. Um, why is Bedard not the trigger man on his offhand hand side on PP1? Uh, the way they got it set up right now, they got it going through Seth Jones, and Seth Jones just does not seem to be the answer. Um, what do you think about that?
1: All right, Terry, thank you very much. Um, listen, I know they moved Bedard over to the right side today. That was a, a change that just started today um, to switch some things up. The Blackhawks had a lot of trouble with their power play leading into this one, and I still think with – All they expect from Seth Jones, they still want him quarterbacking the power play. I don't know how long that's going to last for. That was the majority of last year. I assume that's going to be uh, a lot moving forward until something drastic happens. Big thanks for the call. Thanks to everyone who chimed in. Blackhawks' next game preview is sponsored by Plumbers 911 Chicago, where they do it right the first time. They host the Boston Bruins here at the United Center Tuesday night at 7.30. Pre-game starts at 7 here on 720 WGN. Blackhawks Hockey has been sponsored by Sitco. When you start with Sitco, you're good to go. United Airlines, Anheuser-Busch, Plumbers 911 Chicago, where they do it right the first time, and Northwestern Medicine. Big thanks to all the help back at the WGN studios, our production team of Eli Burke, and I can't remember the other producer's name. Sorry about that. Captain Brett, Michael DeLinartis, of course. The Captain Brett Jackson was engineering tonight, and then here at the United Center, our reporter was Jack Heinrich. John Weineman had the call, along with Troy Murray, and, of course, the Hall of Fame engineer, Paul Zarang. For everyone that I mentioned, I'm Joe Brand signing off. We'll talk to you Monday night for Blackhawks Live. After that, Tuesday, Hawks host the Boston Bruins. Ron Brown has your news next. After that, it's Stephen Johnny. Thanks for listening. Have a great rest of your weekend, everybody. You've been listening to Chicago Blackhawks Hockey on Blackhawks Radio 720 WGN, streaming on WGNRadio.com
0: and smart devices everywhere.